0: Denise I'm the Scottish one and she's a non-fiction editor and I'm Louise the
1: English one and she's a
0: fiction editor and together we're the editing podcast hello and welcome to this episode of the editing podcast so this week we're chatting about dashes specifically the n-dash that's n for November how am I doing on my whiskey tangle frock trot trots, Louise?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. Trying to keep this clean, you know. Anyway, yes, N for November. So before we get going on this, let's just remind everyone that sometimes dashes are referred to as rules. So N rules and M rules.
0: Yeah, they're called rules in uh, Oxford's uh, New Hearts rules. <laughs>
1: whereas the Chicago Manual of Style calls them dashes. We're going to stick with dashes so we don't confuse people when we talk about the kind of rules that describe how you should do X or Y. So let's talk first about what an N dash is.
0: Yeah, so the N dash is twice the length of a hyphen. And there are several uses for this bit of punctuation, some of which apply whether you're writing and editing in US or UK English, and some of which don't. So we'll make sure to cover differences in usage.
1: Yeah, they're definitely more prevalent in UK-style writing. Um, so the first use of N dashes is as parentheses. In other words, they set off an, um, an augmenting or explanatory word or phrase in a sentence that could stand alone without the insertion. Alternative types of punctuation offer the same options around brackets, M dashes, that's M for Mike, commas and colons. But it really depends on what you're writing. So an example would be Rudolph space and dash space that reindeer in the song space and dash space had a really shiny nose <laughs> i wish you'd sung that <laughs> actually i,
0: I don't because i've heard your singing voice <laughs> i know i
1: gave you that Little um, rendition of Cecilia earlier. Yeah, I? Which, yeah I think
0: that was more than out. enough. I will definitely. Yeah. <laughs> now, the important thing to note here is that when end dashes are used parenthetically, they usually have spaces either side, as you heard Louise say, and that's how it's done when editing UK style.
1: Yes, whereas the U.S. alternative would conventionally be parenthetical unspaced M for mic dashes. Just bear in mind that these are style conventions, not the law. And that means that if you're preparing a book file or a, a paper for a publisher or a journal, check what their preferred style is first.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So the next place you'll see N dashes is, is in number spans and it's standard in both UK and US style to have no space either side. So in non-fiction, um, educational, business and academic texts, for example, think about where number ranges might be found um, in tables and figures, in dates, page numbers and in citations and references and often in the main body text and headers too. Yep.
1: Yeah. And in fiction, it's slightly different. With prose, number spans are often written out. Though, again, this is a convention rather than a rule that must be adhered to. Still, you might find number ranges making their way into emails, texts and letters or, say, in um, a report if your story is a police procedural. And, of course, they're good for date ranges. And um, talking of fiction, there's a third use for spaced end dashes if you're writing in UK style. And that's for dialogue interrupted by narrative description. So when dialogue is broken, say by an action beat, but the speaker hasn't finished talking, that's when you can use a space to end dash.
0: Right, so can you give us an example? Um, I know it's tricky with audio, but go on, give it a go.
1: Yeah, so if a character called Denise was asking for another glass of gin (laughs) (laughs) and the dialogue was interrupted by an action beat that mentioned her tripping over the carpet, it would go like this. Louise, pass us that bottle of Hendrix, will you? And um, in between, you could break up that dialogue with um, two spaced end dashes, and the action beat would be her foot caught on the edge of the rug and she stumbled. So I'll just try and read that out so that it is as it it would look on the page. So you open the, the quotation mark, Louise passes that bottle, close quotation mark, then there's the spaced end dash, then the action beat, her foot caught on the edge of the rug and she stumbled. Then there's the spaced end dash, and then we open the punctuation again of Hendrix, will you? and then close the punctuation. So both bits of dialogue are enclosed in quotation marks, but the action beat about the foot and the rug is set off by those spaced end dashes. Um, this will be much easier to see in the transcript. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I th- yeah, but I think we definitely get the drift of it there, that it's basically just that insertion into of the action beat in the middle of the dialogue mm, mm. is set off with spaced end dashes. And just one point that's, that might be worth pointing out Am I right in thinking that the second part of the dialogue continues with a lowercase yes. uh, on, yeah. on the O? It wouldn't be enough. Yeah,
1: so it would be when the sentence goes, of Hendrix, will mm-hmm. you? That's the, the second chunk of dialogue there. Mm-hmm. That's lowercase, because if you took out that action beat and the two parenthetical end dashes, it would be just one sentence. It would just be running on. And so yeah. you just treat it as yeah. normal. Um, just to mention as well that, I mean, we'll, we'll cover this in another episode, but it's just because we're just using spaced M dashes here out of style. You could use closed up M dashes. Yeah,
0: good. Thanks for that. I think we got there with that. I think that's OK.
1: <laughs> just about. I just,
0: want to, I just want to know how come I end up in your examples so often.
1: <laughs> well, I love you so much.
0: Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So another use I think is going to come up more regularly in nonfiction is the N dash in adjectival compounds. And this convention applies wherever you live. So the end-dash comes into play when it's an issue of equal weighting and this is important because getting it wrong could communicate a message to readers that you didn't intend or that might even offend. Mm. I'll give you an example. So take the term Asian-British. If you put a hyphen between those two words you're subordinating the word Asian because it's been used to modify British. An end-dash here would indicate equal weighting between the two elements. However, there's a move now to keep these types of compounds open to accurately reflect inclusivity and diversity in our communities.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an interesting one that because I think then this issue of order comes into play because um there's still ambiguity there. Like if you're if you put the word Asian first, does that does that still end up modifying British because it's being it's people might think it's being treated attributively? i, I or, don't know it's, I it's I you could, or you could argue that
0: you're putting it first you're yes, emphasizing yeah I, I mean i think that's a it's an interesting discussion and, and yeah. really important discussion and it's not one that i feel qualified to discuss yeah. in any depth um and i think it's one that you definitely need to look to these communities and see what their preferences yeah.
1: are i agree i mean it's something i don't feel qualified mm-hmm. to pass judgment on um and i think and that's the thing writers need to make sure they're representing those who they're talking about appropriately and so Mm -hmm. it's not really for me since Mm -hmm. i'm not part of the british asian community to talk to people in that community and understand what their preferences are and and you know it might well be the case that there isn't consensus so yeah absolutely it's, it's an issue um Subject specialist writers, even those who don't identify those communities, might well have nailed this, but Denise, do you just want to say anything else about those who are new to this kind of issue?
0: Well I'd say you know definitely check um, because you could really end up disengaging a chunk of your readership if you use a dash that signifies subordination. I mean those little pieces of punctuation are small on the page but they can be huge in terms of identity politics so it's really important that you do your research.
1: Absolutely and actually just to sort of I mean I kind of pushed that over to you there just thinking about sort of more sort of academic writing mm-hmm. and educational writing but that's just the, as much the case in fiction as well yeah, Actually, yeah. it really is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, here's another occasion where you'll be able to use the dash, and we're back to fiction it's in faltering speech but more specifically where there are fumbled phrases in dialogue so uh, again the the dash is a space with this style so for for uk style text so an example would be as follows i was going to tell you I mean, I tried to tell you, but oh, this is so hard. So each of those places where I pause could take a spaced N dash to indicate the trips in the speaker's voice.
0: Okay, right. And I'm assuming that then a closed up M for mic dash would be the US style alternative. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So our next use of the N dash is global, and that's when it's used to indicate a connection, a relationship, or an alternative. So what these are doing is replacing the words to and and or or, to show a connection between two words that can stand alone
1: and that together are modifying a noun. So an example would be like this. A good author editor relationship is essential and the end dash is placed between the words author and editor and it's closed up, no spaces either side yeah or
0: you might be talking about the london new york flight again there'd be a closed up end dash between both cities it's the same as saying the london to new york flight Mm. now the final way of using the end dash is to indicate omission and this kind of thing comes into play more in fiction so take it away louise
1: yeah so in fiction um and you're more likely to see this in older books um n dashes um can be used to handle profanity the uh, the n dash isn't a universal option um very much a uk convention mm-hmm. um and so it's used to replace every letter in the swear word except the initial letter so you could write i told you to f and then n dash n dash n dash off and every letter except the f would be a spaced n dash
0: yeah but i'm guessing us style is different makes, yeah
1: yeah though um asterisks can be used globally too there's no one way i have a really long blog post about dashes i can stick (laughs) that in the show notes because there are more examples than that
0: great great so that's it on end dashes so let's crack on with editing bytes this is the regular bit of the show where we each recommend a favorite resource that we think you'll find useful so this week mine is the conscious style guide um, which is a website you can use it's a terrific resource um, and guide on using conscious language. So looking at things like age, gender, ethnicity, um, all these sorts of things. Um, it's the, a current guide
1: to how best to reflect these in your writing. That sounds great. Yeah. And um, Mine is um, a little different. It's the masterclass webinars. So an annual subscription to that is not cheap. It's currently 199 quid in the UK. I'm not sure what the dollar I think it's around about the same price in dollars um Mm -hmm. Johnny my husband gave it to me for Christmas or or my birthday or something anyway it was months ago but I only (laughs) just got around to buying it but it's fantastic there's a ton of stuff from writers but also screenwriters and actors too and and I think we writers and editors can learn so much from what goes on on screen so if you've got a special day coming up and someone's looking to get you something just a little bit lovely um I highly recommend this
0: well, I had my eye on that too for a long time, but actually I took the plunge and bought it for my husband for his birthday recently. Oh, how generous
1: of you. I'm so how generous. very generous of you. I
0: just Has he ha- looked at it yet? No, but I have. <laughs> yeah, also. I just I happen don't... to have his login details, here. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a great, <laughs> I, there's so much to dive into. I'm really excited to,
1: to, to have a good look around We it. should maybe pick one or two favourite episodes in future and, and, yeah. and renew them i think that'd be a great
0: idea yeah because there's i think there's lots there that would be relevant to our listeners editors and writers yeah yeah yeah. so that's it for this week we hope you've enjoyed this episode thank you so much for listening to the editing podcast you can rate review and subscribe to us via apple podcasts spotify or whichever platform you prefer
1: and as usual all the links we've mentioned are in the show notes so you can grab everything there
0: Bye. bye